WDBM East Lansing. It is Thursday. My name is Brock. It is happy hour. Before I um, introduce the panel, I am going to apologize that uh, that odor you are smelling, that is uh, me. Uh, my skin is about half done. Uh, when you've got um, the Anglo-Saxon combination of German and Irish blood like I do, you don't burn uh, so much as you just turn like uh, uh, bright red. No tan, no real burn, just I bright red. somebody rubbed you with butter. That's what you're doing later. So anyway... Now, one of my. Listen. No. One, uh, we're starting out already. Uh, 432-3893 is the phone number. Impact Happy Hour. It's our screen name via AOL Instant Messenger, myspace.com slash Impact Happy Hour. We even have a Facebook group, though I have not checked that out in a long time. So even if you're one of those chicks with those webcams that you lose your MySpace profile after a week, add us anyway. Because uh, we're still at like 23 friends, I think. So it's, uh, it's, and uh, mind you, that's been for like six months now. So, uh, just so you know, uh, you hear the lovely ladies from uh, Jazz Fest from right here in Lansing. Always, it's either, it's both a favorite and uh, less favorite time of year. Not anything to do with you guys, but it always signals the beginning of the end of the summer because it does, Jazz Fest, it? Uh, Blues Fest. Yeah, yeah. Wah, wah. Though, you know, after, <laughs> after this week, I am not going to mind nope. um, temperatures <laughs> nope. that are not um, the surface of the sun. So uh, I'd love to introduce them. I'm going to introduce Apparently, uh, Jazz Fest is so cool and hip that uh, the ladies... <laughs> Have aliases uh, for the uh, for the entire festival, so you go like code name on the walkie talkies. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, also wearing costumes, you should point out. Okay, right. costumes. <laughs> match our code names. Yeah. Right. So uh, in the in the studio, uh, Kiwi, uh, aka Karen, uh, Raven, aka Rosemary, and uh, Bunny, aka Brenda. They all start with the same letters. It works out. And uh, it does. <laughs> Well, I just noticed that too. So I'm like, wow. Wow, fantastic. So, uh, this weekend, right? The big weekend? Yes. Tomorrow. Good Working Lord. since the beginning of the year. Oh, my we God. We've been planning this yeah. since last fall. Yes. We've yeah. been meeting. Yes. It's, yeah. We, know, it's a year round process. We always talk whenever uh, you come in here that uh, as soon as you're done with Jazz Fest next you know, next week pretty much starts the process of blues fest. Yeah, but uh, so jazz fest 2007. Uh, hopefully, uh, supposedly the weather's going to be a little more tolerable than this. Yes, a, a tiny bit. I hear we're going to have uh, one of those misters. Oh, sweet! Yes, I love and those are in Vegas. I love those things. Enormous fans, enormous pedestal fans that are in the the beverage tent that are you know in shooting in every direction. Fantastic. So, yeah, uh, and. Uh, Quite the lineup this year. For your own information, uh, www.jazzlansing.com. I see many familiar names on here: Ritmo, uh, Landswingers, Paul Von Hagen, Jim Cooper Quartet. Uh, can you go on? Mose Allison is the, uh, I would assume, the uh, headliner. Well, it's the year of the local band. Yeah, okay. Because one of the things we thought. We've got so much that's here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, and you've got to explore what you've got. And so we've got these people that are from the, the Michigan area, but our headliner is Mose Allison, who is from, where is he Louisiana. from? He was born right. and raised in Louisiana. I, I think he moves around a lot. I don't know. But he is he is in his 80s, and this man rocks. <laughs> Thank You've goodness, got to see him so you can so you can say that you saw him. 
Uh, he actually, does this, uh, is this part of uh, City Pulse? Uh, yeah. This yes. news, there's a newspaper, uh, which I am sure is available with every uh, City Pulse. Uh, Jazz Fast 2007, Lansing, first uh, first page, you open right up, and Mose Allison is right there with his uh, Santa Claus look, uh, smiling right back at you, <laughs> and uh, talks about, yeah, he was uh, born in the Mississippi Delta, uh, on his grandfather's farm near the village of Tippo, which... It's got to be like five people. Yeah, which is fantastic. Um, He's the missing link between blues and jazz. Ah, I see. Or so they say. And when you when you hear his music, you go, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. They just call me the missing link, and that's about it. I, uh, <laughs> that's that's from some other species. Though. I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, anyway, uh, so Mike Scorey uh, and the Lansing All-Stars. Yeah. Always good to see Mike Scorey. Yeah, yeah, he's put together a band. So uh, is are what what's the lineup looking like as far as usually the way it goes with the Jazz Fest and for the most part Blues Fest as well, which we'll be talking about in the coming weeks, uh, is there is music at night and during the day, the workshops... There's well, music actually throughout the day. There's music. Uh, well, starting at five o'clock on Friday, running through about twelve thirty ish into Saturday morning, and then we start at two o'clock on Saturday. But we start with the music on the two main stages, and there is workshops on the river stage. There's actually dance programs, uh, Happen Dance Community Dance Project, and uh, Children's Ballet Theater on the river stage. Then there's music all day. The rest of the day and the evening on all three stages. Saturday, uh, as an example, music starts at two and goes all the way till uh, at least twelve thirty a.m. on uh, all stages. Um, starting uh, tomorrow night at five o'clock, the Chris Johnson Quartet on the North Stage. Again, all the an inform- MSU grad, by the way. Ah. Touche. Uh, jazzlancing.com uh, is where you can check out the uh, schedule, the featured artists, uh, sponsors, vendors, uh, everything you want to know. Uh, usually when you come in, uh, Brenda, a.k.a. Bunny, uh, you are looking for volunteers. Can I assume that you are looking for volunteers? As yes, well? we certainly are. We, I, I, you know, The schedule is pretty filled, but we do have a few openings, uh, particularly on Saturday. We're still looking for a few uh, stagehands and uh, traffic control people and, you know, just a, a, a number of various uh, miscellaneous um, things that we need to fill. So if you're interested, please call me at 336-7285. 336 7285 uh, Volunteer Away. Uh, you can get uh, some of your community service taken care of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I have a number of community service people. And, you know, they're great. They come in and they have a great time. Good. and what and a fun they, way they to always do come back. They want to come back the yeah. following, you know, the next year. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so uh, they go get in trouble again. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason I'm getting in trouble. I tell them, I say, I, I, you know, I want you back next year, but under different circumstances. So. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, we don't have, last year, the big pain was the uh, bridge was under construction, oh, as yes. I recall. Right. Yeah. So this year, how's parking and how's it look? It's great. Yeah. It? It's great. You know, there's so much uh, around the area that, uh, you know, I, I would just say just come on down and you'll get a parking place. Oh, yeah. Honestly, one of the areas that has the least amount of construction is Old Town. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's the so easiest true. place to get around is Old Town. Does, yeah. It's not hard to believe. For those of you not familiar, uh, basically the corner of Grand River and Turner, it is Old Town Lansing. And uh, it is the only place uh, pretty much throughout Lansing and East Lansing you will not see orange barrels. So (laughs) there's a good reason uh, to go by itself. So what is is so important, um, and I know this 
is kind of a self-indulgent question because I kind of know the answer, but uh, perhaps the folks listening uh, don't. So it's so important. Obviously, we have in Lansing, it's not like there's a plethora of a uh, thriving music scene as far as all these things happening all the time. And it's, it's not... Um, People kind of around here kind of have to search for things uh, to hear. Uh, and then you have things like Common Ground, where it's more uh, obviously big name rock, yeah, yeah. Uh, mullet rock kind of bands, which is great. Um, and some there was uh, some evil bands there this year as well, as I recall. Uh, but this, the, not only is it uh, the year of the local band, but it's an opportunity to expose a lot of people in the uh, Lansing area to music that they may not be familiar with mm-hmm. uh, being that it is uh more of a something you would expect in a chicago style setting but uh what what does in your opinion what does jazz fest mean to lansing well boy there that's a good and hard question because there's so many layers to it. it it's to get them to come to old town too yeah and to see what we have there because i think you could say the same thing about a lot of the galleries that are there absolutely but, wow i would see this in new york or chicago and, and so we've got this this little niche in Lansing that is so filled with creativity that it just has to boil over at least once or twice a year. Absolutely. <laughs> this, is, this is the first boil over this year. And, and it means art in motion. It means that you can saturate yourself with that it, from, you know, every sense because it looks cool and the food is there and so it tastes good and it smells good and, and adult it beverages cures good adult and beverages and yeah. it's, it's like also a huge a black chance, party right <laughs> it is it's a lot of fun but it's also a chance like with the local emphasis to see a lot of these local bands so then you kind of get an idea of what kind of talents out there and that there really is something to do on the weekends here in the Lansing area that you know yeah. you can go to all these other establishments and see these bands on a regular basis right i was going to kind of redact my statement when i said that there's not really a thriving scene. It's not that there isn't a thriving scene. It's just not outwardly uh, available for, I think, the the common person. And all they and, have to do... Well, and people like what they know. Right, it, exactly. If something is unknown, they're a little skittish about it. But if they Clear say, channel! <laughs> right. <laughs> I heard but when this at Jazz Fest, and so, you know, then I, I see these guys are playing at the Green Door or someplace yeah. else. Right. I'm going to go listen to them. Well, when you see something like you see Too Smooth for Notes, you know, you see that name, you might think, if you're not a big fan of... of you think you're not a big fan of jazz. You think, oh, I'm not going to like that or anything. But if you've never seen Too Smooth for Notes and you get a chance to see him, you're going to be blown away yeah, when you see these guys. Them. And you're going to go to where they play all the time and, and see them. Same with, uh, like, Organissimo. When I first saw that name, I was like, organs. Ugh. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I saw him and was just... I was amazed. Yeah. And they're just incredible. Well, you know, they kept coming back to the Creole Gallery over and over Mm -hmm. and over again and, you know, to where that became home to them. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the wonderful things about this weekend is that the Creole Gallery is reopening. That's right. It's going to have the the show, the featured artist is Robert Busby. Nice. And it's everything that he worked on in the last 10 years of his life. And and the only way I can describe it is that, because I've seen all of these pieces separately and and he had a lot hanging mm-hmm. in his loft and so you'd see them here and there but to see them all in a group you walk in and they're surrounding you and it's like robert's hugging you mm-hmm. you know and and he lives and his art lives and it's a tribute to him Very and good. so we're, we're just so thrilled that 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 gallery is going to open back up again and they'll be doing poetry there and, and no better time to do it 
Uh, oh, perfect, right. because the festival is dedicated in memory of Robert. Very good. I, I think lastly, uh, it is... For those of you that um, that are listening that are kind of like me and you kind of have an, uh, an idea into your head as the, the uh, general population of the Lansing community, this will give you an opportunity to, to see that there is an entire, uh, it's not exactly homogenous, but it is an event where everybody mixes together and you can go out and meet some of the greatest people in our yes. community. Uh, mm-hmm. and enjoy yourself at the same time and it's uh there's not a lot of opportunities to do that so that's one of i think the better aspects of uh besides the music and booze uh of jazz fest and uh, <laughs> can i just say that we're we're supported by a lot of people you guys included thank you very much for what you do i do what i can but places like flagstar bank and message makers yeah. and cooley law school you know without them we we wouldn't have that seed money to get it going absolutely you know, so it, it just it comes from all kinds of people with all kinds of interests in the arts. Lansing Jazz Fest. It's happening this weekend starting tomorrow. Uh, the the music starts at 5 o'clock, though, I would imagine. Uh, we start at the, <laughs> the tents arrive at 7 a.m. Oh. So we will be working straight through till 5 o'clock. Fun. And actually at 5 o'clock, Rena Risper from The New Poets mm-hmm. is going to do an opening poem about the dedication to Robert, and she's going to get the whole thing moving, and then Chris Johnson takes us into the night. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Jazz Fest uh, in Old Town Lansing, jazzlansing.com, uh, for more information, or uh, if you want to help out and be a volunteer, uh, it is still a distinct possibility. You can get a hold of Brenda at 517-336-7285. Uh, it's always a pleasure having you ladies in, and you are always welcome to come back. Oh, we'll be back. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, Kiwi, Raven, and Bunny uh, will sign off with that. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate it. Jazz Fest Lansing happening this weekend, so look forward to it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Here in the future of music, Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on The Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Happy Hour right here on Impact 89 FM. Always uh, a good time with the ladies, uh, the, the women, uh, beautiful artists and uh, and planners that they are from Jazz Fest Lansing. JazzLansing.com. It's happening this weekend, all the hizzy. Uh, back into regular Happy Hour mode. Dr. Kilometer, Eric Marzak and the hizzy. How's it going, Brock and radio listeners? Um, very excited to be here. How are you wearing that shirt in this temperature? I don't know. I like this shirt. 
He was clean. And uh, <laughs> formerly uh, Mitchell, the job shadower, now Mitchell, the high schooler, Mitchell in the house, uh, already being a jerk to me because uh, that's what uh, the youngins do, apparently. Oh, no, I know. Brock, uh, Brock oh, excuse me, Brock cannot pronounce simple words. So I accidentally said Lanyard instead Lanyard. of Lanyard. I apologize. You know, Brock, I just said break or bri- Brock, Shut so up. it doesn't matter. So. Yeah. I have to interject before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Absolutely. Um, you're, I noticed that you're wearing a tank top today, and I was wondering, why don't you have one of those um, barbed wire tattoos on your arm? <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm not that much white trash, and I'm not, as- I'm not asserting that anybody out there with a uh, barbed wire uh, tattoo uh, is, but... I think the combo of the wife beater uh, shirt and uh, the barbed wire tattoo, either you're Pam Anderson uh, and you can pull it off, or uh, I guess Kid Rock, but he's kind of self-proclaimed white white trash. So, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Where is he hiding the tribal band is the next question. I do not have anything tribal on me uh, ink-wise either. Uh, I'm, I'm not a frat guy. Um, and I'm not into the juice. So. But you do play in a band called Crash Landing. That I saw this weekend, and they rocked yes, to the house. Yes, we uh, we will talk. About, <laughs> yeah, we will talk about the uh, the Perry show here uh, coming up soon because uh, that's in part of uh, what happened uh, this weekend. So, uh, very briefly, aside from the uh, outstanding rock show that uh, you attended on Saturday night, what uh, what was happening in the world of Doctor Kilometer? Oh, nothing, man. Uh, just pretty much hanging out on Sunday with some buds and uh, grabbing some brews and. Uh, did sit or spin, so that was a lot of fun. Fantastic. Mitchell, you probably worked, didn't you? Um, no, actually, I didn't. Um, oh, look, he gave blood for the first uh, time. Yeah, I gave blood today. Wow. Um, that One was... of those cool high school blood drives where you have to beat your rival school? Oh, uh, no. Well, since we're out of school, um, it was at the courthouse. And, uh, oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but the guy that, there's this guy there named Chad, um, and he was a jerk. He, oh, wait a minute. You're talking, was, was he like some older, like, friend of your older brother, uh, no, who they he, call he, Chaz? he was not, because oh. he wasn't cool. He was just a jerk. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, every year, the Make-A-Wish has, like, this 300-mile bike ride, mm-hmm. um, and they always have a stop in St. John's, and our high school drum line, which I'm in, played there on Saturday, and then I saw a Simpsons movie. As did I, and yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about yeah, that. And then just kind of hung out the rest. Of so, it. do you guys have uh, you guys have practice like that, like out in this heat? Because I know Michigan State uh, marching band did today. We do. Um, Doesn't that well, suck? Well, we we practice in the evening, so it's a little no. cooler. So it's not so bad. Those Michigan State kids, or if they were band kids, I don't know. I was over at the gym, surprise, surprise, and I got out at noon when it was like ninety-five degrees, and those guys were going at it. I can't imagine having a, a either like rack toms or a tuba to, tooling it around in 95-degree weather. I feel bad for you guys. That's all I'm trying to say. I, I sat in my air-conditioned apartment <laughs> today. Yeah, while, while you worked at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Kilometer is one of those people, if you look for him, late-night commercials, uh, the, uh, the www.ez42386 uh, work at home. That's what Dr. Kilometer does, and uh, he drives a Jaguar, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, Second part true, first part <laughs> false. By the way, I have a real job with... With an office that I can go in you, optionally. Do you, uh, do you or do you not work at home? I do work at home. <laughs> he has 
But it you wasn't li- one of those internet scam jobs. <laughs> it was actually uh, a job that uh, somebody sought me out for. So he uh, he ooh sought you out. Uh, he lives the dream, ladies and gentlemen. That is uh, Doctor Climber once again. Four three two three eight nine three. If you'd like to get a hold of us via the phones, Impact Happy Hour. It is our screen name via AOL Instant Messenger. I'm surprised I haven't heard from uh, Gomio, uh, our buddy over in Japan. Though he did send me a couple emails. Uh, one of which I don't know is if I can talk about uh, over the air, <laughs> which is fantastic. Hmm. Well, it's just called it's a product called the G Pod, and I will uh, tell you about it later. Oh, I've heard of the G Pod. There does not surprise me. Uh, it's Fifty cents new invention. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. <sighs> so anyway, um, let's just move into uh, movies because uh, I showed up late and uh, nothing else has really happened all week besides it being uh, ridiculously hot. Oh, uh, I have to go down to Chicago tomorrow. Um, and I'm going to drive down early because I have to help out the folks at that other radio station I work at. Apparently there's some other festival going on called Lollapalooza. I don't know. You know what? I can't believe I did not realize, and I was so upset. Uh, first of all, Silver Chair is playing in Lollapalooza, yep. which I was not aware of, uh, which I would stay for if I could. Silver Chair is playing tomorrow night at St. Andrew's Hall, and it is so sold out that the tickets are both not on eBay and not on any of the uh, ticket broker websites. Wow, silver chair, huh? They, their whole uh, their European tour is almost all sold out too, dude. They everybody wants to see him because the last tour, which was five years ago, they had to cancel because he was so sick. So, well, I'm sure I'm sure they'll put a lot of energy into the show. That'll be uh, great. One of the, uh, in, in my opinion, one of the best albums released, uh, Young Modern, is the new one from Silver Chair, and it is absolutely fantastic. I think it's in- entirely available at their MySpace page, uh, which is uh, myspace.com slash silverchair. I, I don't know why I, I love the band, but uh, fantastic. Daniel John's one of uh, one of the best uh, musicians, in my opinion, uh, in music today. You should see Perez Hilton tomorrow at Lollapalooza if you're going to be there, because he's going to be oh, God, at the that's festival. Right. He's going to be at the festival... Uh, uh, he's going to be at the Hard Rock Cafe. He's having a party yeah, there. I saw that. Co-hosted by Pete Wentz and uh, Ashley Simpson, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. I'm actually going to be on the air, so I'm going to be stuck in the Merchandise Mart. Uh, which well, for- then are you going to have a press pass? I don't know. I have to get. I have a gig tomorrow uh, on Saturday night uh, here in Hazlitt uh, at the good old buddies. So I have to get back. Like I'm going to be on the air in Chicago all, all day Friday, all day tomorrow, and then I could get in my car and drive just, back. Just don't sleep, man. Just don't uh, sleep. You you saw what happens at our shows, um, and yeah. that was that was fairly sober for me. Besides that disgusting shot that you guys bought me, <laughs> supposedly it was rum, but uh, <laughs> apparently somebody dumped half a bottle of isopropyl alcohol in with the rum because uh, I do not know what that was. But oh my god, I didn't initiate it, but I definitely supported it. Yeah, I would like to uh, thank Jeremy for the uh, pirate shot, uh, and someday Mitchell, you will learn all about. Alcohol. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> I was actually uh, impact89fm.org. You can go to the podcast section. I have a bunch of new shows up. And uh, I was listening to the show where um, uh, your, your older sister called up. Yeah, uh, I was listening to that too. <laughs> and I'm just. And, and it uh, reminded you, me how much. Like, you shouldn't say on the air when your mom is listening? No. Well, I don't know. But, <laughs> no, but I, was, I, was, I was listening to those old shows and they were just. Yeah, I feel like a, I don't know, with the one with Jill. Oh, that was. <laughs> it was hilarious. I, you know, I, uh, I don't like to toot my own horn, but uh, that that show was on. So those are available at impact89fm.org. Uh, click on the uh, podcast section. Just go down to Happy Hour, and uh, you only think they're bad because uh, the entire uh, sh- the topic of the show is trying to get you uh, a date, 
and uh, and I tried, and we know how that uh, turned out. But, uh, no, we, I, I, I'm, I'm on your side, buddy. Okay, cool. Trust me. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So anyway, um, for those of you going to Lollapalooza, enjoy the traffic and the weather because uh, Lollapalooza in Chicago, uh, right there in Grant Park, routinely happens on the hottest uh, weekend of the year. So last year was like 105 or some ridiculous thing. So. Uh, anyway, that is this weekend. Let's uh, take a jump into movies. The we- box office, uh, the weekend box office top five. Uh, no surprise, The Simpsons in at number one with seventy-four million. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry in at number two. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix uh, up to two hundred forty-two million. Hairspray at number four, and uh, No Reservations uh, at number five. Which I don't even know what No Reservations. That's the one with Catherine Zeta-Jones, and she's a chef. chef. Oh, so you're you're saying you've seen it? I haven't seen it, but it's definitely on my list. And I'd like to add about the Simpsons movie. That movie grossed twice as much as their best estimates for the first weekend. Yeah, that's good. Uh, too bad the movie sucked. But, uh, I, by the way, I have to notice, I was watching an episode, or actually I was watching a Soup on E! And they were uh, doing one of the their world-famous clips from uh, Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. How can you watch that? That guy went off screaming on some dude. I would be, First of all, I'd punch the guy right in his face uh, because he's probably like five foot six. It's the most, like... A uh, staged, uh, scripted thing I've ever seen. I agree with you. That's the thing. I totally agree with you. It's still entertaining. Gordon Ramsay is the host of Hell's Kitchen, for those of you who don't know. And he's a he's a big, blowhard British chef, but he's an actual good chef, unlike the blowhard chefs on TV in the United States. <laughs> blowhard. Yeah. And um, if you watch Gordon Ramsay's shows on BBC or BBC America, he's much, much different and... He's much more, um, certainly not demure, but he he has less of an edge on the British shows. He's much less abrasive. And he really plays it up for the American market because that's what they like. But, hey, what can I say because his show just got renewed for uh, for another season. Fantastic. Well, let's, uh, let's talk very quickly about... Uh... Let's talk very quickly about the Simpsons movie. Uh, that was... Uh... I went into it expecting, uh, first of all, I have to say something, by the way. Uh, a former uh, friend of mine is uh, in town. I don't know if she's still listening, but uh, she and I used to work at a old alternative radio station here in town uh, back when there used to actually be even a, a rock station in town or modern rock station uh, where it wasn't uh, long hair all the time. Uh, so, Susie, uh, I got your text messages. Uh, welcome to College Radio. I'll talk about it right on the air. I don't care. She... Uh, uh, Susie, of course, of the uh, world-famous uh, riff in Detroit, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, anyway, I thought I would uh, point that out. Anyway, Simpsons movie. Uh, it was as exactly as I expected. Uh, it is uh, an exact representation of what the show has been the past five or six seasons. And uh, I, first of all, the thing that doesn't make any sense to me, how much money do you think 20th Century Fox spent on marketing a movie that kids have wanted to see for the past 15 years? Is this a rhetorical question? Yeah, totally rhetorical. But seriously, do you do you really think it was necessary? I you just... can't say that was a rhetorical question, but seriously, <laughs> okay, when, it's, it either is a rhetorical question or it's not. Somebody else pointed out the fact they're like, since I was eleven, I knew that I wanted to see the Simpsons movie. You didn't need to change the Seven Elevens over. You didn't need to do the whole Burger King thing. Although you know, I guess they probably made money with Burger King. Their but, promotions were brilliant, though. It was some of the best cross promotion yeah. that there could possibly be. I mean, the the selling of the uh, Quickie Mart donuts at Seven Eleven 
and they're they were delicious. The brilliant, brilliant stuff. I I have to fully support their marketing campaign for this movie. And obviously it worked because the movie is huge and it will be huge and it'll make them a lot of money. Yeah, I uh, it to me it was the same thing as the uh, Family Guy movie. It was a long episode that was. I mean, not a, I, I'll let you. I'll let Mitchell. You're the younger generation. Um, I agree to. Um, agree with what? That it was. It just. It was a long. It seemed like a long episode, but there was some funny parts. There's some. There were some funny parts. There's some, there some classic Simpsons humor, but like for the majority, it was like just like the new. I don't know. Try to be like like Family Guy. Like I don't know. Uh, they. Uh, I'm surprised it wasn't as inundated with uh, with star you know guest appearances. Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks was a, a good selection, and watching uh, Green Day go down in the bards was pretty pretty nice. But um, I don't know. I I guess when it comes down to it, for me, it was basically this is what it took them 18 years to make. After Phil Hartman died, everything went down. With the Simpsons. Did Conan O'Brien work on this movie? Um, he was I don't know. not a credited writer. I looked into it. Wow, Chaz, Johnny on the spot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, he he was one of the writers until what was it like season four, season six, something like yeah, that. I think I think it was six. I think Conan's show started in 1993, so probably until then. Yeah. Wow, Johnny on the spot, Chaz. When you're not uh, digging on chicks younger than you, uh, you're looking up a uh, Simpsons trivia. Chaz is obviously a huge fan of. Super tall, pockmarked face, redheads. <laughs> so. Hey, uh, what uh, did you see the movie Jazz? Oh yes, opening night in San Francisco. Woo-hoo. You were in San Francisco. Yes, that's why I was gone last week. Oh, you jerk! You could have told me. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna Why didn't you do a call-in? It would have been fantastic. Wow, that actually would have been a good idea. I just didn't <laughs> think about it yet. Uh, quick impression of uh, Chaz's weekend in uh, San Francisco. <laughs> uh, huh, I can get a better rendition of that. <laughs> yeah, I know you can. I don't even know what that's meant to represent, but if are you serious? There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Do you know what that is? Scuba diving. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, great, great scuba diving out in the West Coast. Fantastic. So, what do you think of it, Chaz? Of uh, the Simpsons movie, yeah, I actually, <laughs> <Not> the, <laughs> well, they, got oh, they, they got great, so they got on. great stuff on that side of the side of the USA. Yeah, anyway, so uh, yeah, because it's medicinal there. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I got to see one of those licenses. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Good God, uh, you know this this radio is on, and there is a chance a person might be listening. So, uh, what did you think of the Simpsons movie? Um, I I enjoyed it. I, I give it more credit than you guys seem to be. It was, I put it above South Park, I mean, not South Park, I didn't mean South Park, I meant Family Guy movie, as far as, like, being a longer episode. Family Guy was horrible, as far Did, as... Was that even was. released in the theaters, yeah, the Family so Guy movie? I, yeah, they're not really no. comparable, it wasn't, it yeah. was straight to DVD. No. But, uh, I don't know, they got a, the fact that they could get away with more... Uh, in the movie is what made it more entertaining, I'd say. They did a lot of stuff they could never do on network television at times. But in the beginning of The Simpsons, they were actually funny, and they still weren't <laughs> able to do all the stuff that they were able to do in the movie. You know, that show has just regressed so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to see the movie. It, it will happen, and I'm sure it'll be funny, and I'll laugh a couple of times. Well, well I'm, I'm curious. Is It, it kind of says something when... Uh, I think we're kind of all in agreement that the current state of The Simpsons is the, um, as I stated before, terribly the veritable Terry Schiavo of the uh, the uh, TV world. But I mean, it's it's pretty bad. Wow. <laughs> well, have you ever thought about maybe as you've gotten older, the humor of no, The Simpsons has gotten less funny? No, because you know I thought about that, but now you can go out and buy all the old seasons. And all the old seasons until season six or seven are so much better. They're more clever. They're more 
it's not a direct like stupid humor for the most part like for the most part family guy as an example is either very witty like way over your head or i mean completely stupid trash humor which i'm totally down with but the simpsons was always kind of uh, kind of above that but it's it's changed a lot and I, they've made it they've had enough material to do episodes for 18 years but they didn't have enough to do more than a stupid plot for uh what was it uh 88 minutes uh mm-hmm. seriously mm-hmm. i mean i know I, animating that took a long time even though it was all cg uh and not hand drawn cell like the uh tv episode is but i don't know it seems like as the simpsons has gotten worse other comedies on television, long-running comedies, have gotten better. Like, South Park has never been no, better you couldn't. than it's been in the past three years. Absolutely. And the thing is, you could never beat South Park and the movie they released. They, that South Park was out for, I think, one or two seasons, and they released that movie, and it was a, f- a phenomenal movie. Yeah. I still watch it to this day. They have it on uh, Comedy Central after, you know, 1 o'clock on the weekends, and it's all uncensored. And it's so hilarious um i i know a lot of people are gonna be like oh you shouldn't complain about the simpsons movie blah blah, blah. don't see it. i don't know i just i had such high expectations even though when i went in there i knew what was going to happen and it just kind of sucks um but i guess that's what happens when you go to all those things you're uh, used to enjoying are no longer good. well chess still makes out right <laughs> yeah apparently uh yeah it works out well for him so uh, Mitchell, why do you? Uh, I'm curious as to why you think that when I, when I get older, the the uh, the humor starts to change. Well, I've always been the same okay. strapping young mind, uh, regardless of the. I know. Well, I I'd, I'd assume that my perspective um, of things funny or going to see them change when I get older. I mean, when I'm 35, I'm not going to watch South Park and be like, "That's hilarious." Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Do, I know do, you, not, ever- they, do you do you think you're going to find the same things funny? For the rest of your life, dude. I uh, I had a buddy that had um, one of the. Uh, although it sucks, as you may recall, a few years ago, Mike Judge finally released uh, the Be- Beavis and Butthead episodes on DVD. Um, but of course, because of licensing issues, he couldn't. The funniest part of that show were the videos yeah. and their uh, commentary, but he couldn't release it. But even looking back on that stuff, and I was that was 1994, so I was 15. Uh, it was even earlier than that. I was probably ninety three, uh, and I still laugh my ass off on that stuff. So, you know, I think really the only thing that would make me uh, find things less funny in the future is if I understood less of the cultural references. Like, if you're not plugged into pop culture, there's a lot of things in Family Guy and you know The Simpsons and South Park that you just don't understand and. That that's that's a certain downfall of getting older and having responsibilities and families and whatnot. But none of us here have that. So exactly. Hey. So we can try to enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to assume that you saw. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I didn't yet. You oh know, my I've god! Just you really... defended it to the hilt and two I'm weeks still, ago. I'm still hilt defending it. <laughs> you were the reason I actually went and saw it because I, I like if someone has, if if Doctor can have that much faith in this movie, maybe it's worth seeing. Okay, you guys, this is a sad state of radio. Um, besides the fact that we're all uh, waxing uh, not so poetic about the Simpsons movie, but the engineer has seen more of the current movies than we have. <laughs> so, Chaz, how was I now pronounce you, Chuck and Larry? Very disappointing. Oh, there's a surprise. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I didn't. I knew I was going to try and you know take the whole gay genre. I, I agreed with Doctor in the way I I didn't see it as an offensive way they're doing it at all. From what I could tell, I still didn't think it really was. But they didn't do with it what I thought they could. And I mean, they had a good moral at the end. It was like any happy Madison production will be. Oh yeah. With uh, the the his character finding out how to be good by the end of the movie, but I don't know. It was all right. Hmm. Eh. I don't know what I don't want to ruin any parts. I mean, Jessica Biel's in it, so that made it worthwhile, I suppose. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. So uh, I'm sure you're still going to see it, right, Doctor? Yeah, I'm, I'm still going to see it. I've been, I've been on a media binge lately, but it's been um, not movies. I've been. I was telling Mitchell before the show was on. I've been really into Flight of Concords on HBO, <laughs> and uh, that funny. show is so, so witty and so dry, and it's. It's really almost taken my place of Entourage as my favorite show on HBO right now. It's so witty, and when they freeze time and break into the musical numbers, their their lyrics are so um, New Zealand humor and British humor and very dry and office-y. It's really good. And yeah. I think everybody should check it out. I saw a preview of it, and it looked like something I would find very amusing. It's so. like, oh, this is a perfect way. And while I'm watching it, I think this all the time. It's like 25-minute Wes Anderson movies. Okay. That's exactly what it's like, but with some music mixed in. Uh, what is it? Flight of the Concord? Flight of the Concords. Uh, on HBO, if you're uh, loaded, Sunday nights. Uh, loaded enough to uh, have HBO, like Dr. Kilometer. Other movies currently in the theaters, uh, a big, huge bomb called I Know Who Killed Me, starring <sighs> none other than Lilo herself, Lindsay Lohan. I watched Perez Hilton when that movie got released, and he tracked the whole thing about, you know, it made... What did it make? Like four point five million dollars or something <laughs> super low like that. I haven't. It's not. It was never in the top five. I can tell you that. And they were release. He was releasing posts about how Lindsay Lohan hasn't had a hit movie since Mean Girls. And that was four years ago. And when she still knew how to eat a sandwich. And Yowza! President, why why eat when you can just. Do blow all the time. Very good. He is learning. <laughs> you don't need to eat when you're doing blow all the well, time. Well, she'll get she'll get clean, cleansed of that habit when she's spending some time in the clink. In the uh, the old clinker. Uh, so let's turn into uh, movies opening this week. Hot Rod. Andy Samberg all over the place for the past week. Uh, this is going to be an awful movie. I am not going to see it. And I am going to say it's a fair assumption that if I saw it, that would be the uh, same uh, review I would have of it. Anybody else different opinion? No, I definitely won't see it. Although, interesting side note, Andy Samberg from SNL is nominated for an Emmy with Justin Timberlake for their famous uh, Genitalia in a Box yes. song. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, also opening, uh, is that a movie you want to see, Hot Rod? Mitchell? Um, no, it, okay. no, it doesn't look good. I saw him on uh, what was he on yesterday? Conan, maybe. I don't know. He was on he was he was on something some few days ago. Right. And um, he made me not want to watch the movie <laughs> a little more. Yeah, very good. Also out this week, which will probably be a big one, uh, the Bourne Ultimatum. Uh, Matt, Matt Damon returns. Matt Damon <laughs> returns as the legendary assassin <laughs> Jason Bourne. Um, this will probably be a very big movie. Uh, I have never seen any of the other Bourne movies. This would be the third and final, I believe. Neither have I. Uh, oh, you guys haven't seen the Bourne movies? No. no. I, I, I think I'd enjoy them. I just never just never did. They're they're amazing. Uh, really? The books are really good. Who, who wrote the book? 
Uh, his name is Robert Ludlum. He, he wrote the trilogy. Okay. And um, they were books, um, you know, made, they were wrote, written in the 80s. And, you know, these movies obviously have been transformed into thrillers for, for now. And uh, I read the first review of the Bourne uh, Ultimatum last night. I read it on Variety or Hollywood Reporter, one of those two. And it said it was the best action movie in 10 years. Really? Wow. Wow. Well, that might be a... So, uh, we really need to start making a happy hour date and just going to movies. I agree. Uh, because I can only take my old lady to so many movies, um, and she does not like movies like uh, Live Free or Die Hard, which I still have yet to see, by the way. Oh, uh, or, killer. How, how about this one? El Cantante. Uh, it is the uh, new Gili starring Jennifer Lopez and uh, whatever his uh, name is, Skeletor. Uh, Muy caliente. Uh, what is his name? Mark Anthony. Yeah, there you go. Um, not that it was uh, that important. The dramatic biography of Puerto Rican salsa pioneer Hector Laveau, one of the biggest Spanish language singers in the 70s, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I don't think anybody's even going to see it. If you see the picture of the uh, poster, it's even disgusting. Uh, out uh, for uh, Mitchell's crowd, Bratz the movie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Four teenage girls who come from different social and economic backgrounds start playing with uh, toys that make them dress like women of the night. What a great premise for a movie. Actually, it's uh, they come from different social and economic backgrounds, empower themselves by rejecting their respective high school cliques and the band together, calling themselves brats. And dressing like prostitutes. <laughs> this sounds like it's right up Chaz's alley. Yeah, Chaz. Uh, alert. Uh, you got a date? Is Lindsay Lohan in that one, too? No, there's nobody in this one, uh, so don't worry about that. Another big one, which I can't believe Jason Lee uh, has sunk this low. Underdog the movie, the live-action version of a cartoon that was out 50 uh, years ago. Out this week. That looked terrible. Starring Jason Lee's The Voice of Underdog. He's a Scientologist, you know. He is? He's a Scientologist. Oh, my God. I just lost so much respect for Jason Lee. Really? Yes, really. <sighs> See, the thing is, though, in Hollywood, as our friend uh, Hollywood Andrew Nyland pointed out, in, in in Hollywood, it pays to be Scientologist. It helps your career if you're a Scientologist. So he tells people he's a Scientologist. Maybe it's the same thing. I don't I don't want to hold it that bad. But anyway, uh, for uh, for the most part, that's pretty much it. Look forward to movies like uh, Daddy Day Camp uh, coming out uh, the week of August sixth. Uh, uh, Stardust opening uh, next week as well. And uh, Skinwalkers, you may have seen a couple previews for that. Descent, which is NC-17, so I don't think that's going to be around here. Rush Hour 3. The preview looked funny. I yeah. saw the preview before uh, Die Hard, and I was not looking forward to this movie. And I don't know if Holly was just getting better at cutting trailers, but this trailer was really funny. Uh, and then, of course, movies uh, beyond that. The only one I'm looking forward to is Superbad, uh, yep. because it looks exactly like uh, the kind of movie that we need to see. Yeah, I agree. Made it by looks... the same people as Knocked Up and Four Year Old Virgin, yep. so it's gonna be it's gonna be funny. It's what Hot Rod should be, I think. Yeah. I, I hope, but I won't see Hot Rod, so I, I'll have no basis for comparison. <laughs> Chaz, yeah, I saw you getting up to the mic. What do you want? Oh no, I was just getting back to my seat after I fell over. <laughs> See, you gotta lay off the blah, 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 before you come into the studio, dude. <laughs> eh, makes me more uh, alert around here. I swear. <laughs> um, oh, actually, our, our, our what I was gonna say, Seth Rogen. You hear that backstory? How he wrote that original Superbad script when he was 13 years old? Hmm. Really? Uh, yes. 
He was watching like horrible comedies, him and his buddy. They're just like, we can write a better script than this. Just messing around, they wrote a screenplay. And it's just a revised version of that. Something he wrote when he was 13 is what this mm. movie is going to be. Anything else that wants to make you kill yourself for not doing anything with your <laughs> life. Uh, I see, uh-huh. a, see a band like Silverchair who produced a platinum record when they, uh, they recorded when they were 15. And then uh, go see a movie that was written by a guy when he was 13. Make you feel much better about yourself. Seth Rogen was a stand-up comic when he was 13. That's and, so uh he would go around the comedy clubs in Canada and New York City and uh, perform routines that centered around the fact that he was 13. And uh, uh, he, he had one on NPR, and they, they played it. And basically, it was revolving around um, the first time he tried to take a girl's bra off. And it was hilarious. I'm not going to paraphrase because that never works with jokes. That's but right. You can you can check it out um, on the NPR archives. It's really funny. Movies out on already out on DVD as it is Thursday. Three hundred, a movie I absolutely loved. Although was, I don't know if you don't have high def, I don't know if it would be as good. Agree. Still good. Just, you could. You could sit on a subwoofer. It would be good then. Yeah, there you go. Just sit on a subwoofer. There you go. Easy there, uh, Private Parts uh, movie ripoff. Oh, whoa. I wasn't even bringing that in, my boy. <laughs> Yo. Uh, I saw that the other day, and I was just like, what a self-promoting, worthless movie that is. Uh, I hate Howard Stern, by the way. Uh, the movie 300 is out on DVD, and it is. Uh, I expected it to be like uber nerd video game like uh, ridiculousness. It is one of the best action movies and best-looking movies i've seen in a long long time it's so visually charismatic it's really great and it's a it's a man action movie done right that's right it's got everything blood guts nudity although the language is uh not too bad but the uh, freedom isn't free is the one thing the one line in the movie that uh Kind of makes me gag a little bit. Cost people like you and me. Uh, yeah, but for five. <laughs> uh, uh, other movies out on DVD, Hot Fuzz, uh, from the same people who brought you Shaun of the Dead. I am um, upset that I have yet to see this, but I don't know anybody else that has. So, Sean Parker has, but he's not here. Of course, Sean Parker's seen everything. Uh, so hopefully Sean Parker will come in here at some point. Lonely Hearts, uh, Pathfinder, Firehouse Dog. There you go, Mitchell. That is out on I've DVD. I've never even heard of it. Uh, and then starter for ten. Uh, fortunately, um, our, one of our, our, uh, our one of my favorite uh, listeners just uh, just messaged in and really says he really enjoyed three hundred, but the constant slow motioning slowed the movie down a little bit. Um, I agree with that in that there, the blood in three hundred looked like it was weird sometimes. It, it, like, never, it never touches the ground. Man, it would like didn't it hit like supposedly hit the camera a couple times or like hit the screen? I don't. Remember, I, I remember the blood being uh, like a little cheesy, uh, but beyond just like it, like you can see in the air and it just like mist and just like evaporates. Like yeah, well then it's like it, there was a little Matrix uh, E uh, kind of things about it, but still, I, I, it's still worth it. That was because Spartans actually breathe blood as their fuel, <laughs> so when the blood gets uh, aerosoled, dude, did you um, smoke before you came in here too? No, man. Okay. I, I had to take a drug test for my work-at-home job. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I passed, too. Uh, our our, uh, <laughs> our listener also points out that there's not nearly enough scissoring uh, going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They should just scissor a little bit. <laughs> oh, if you don't get that, then you don't watch enough South Park. So uh, thank oh, you, sir. I appreciate scissor that. Scissor me timbers. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Out on TV, uh, not a lot, although I'm sure uh, Dr. Kilometer is going to wax uh, poetic. There's something, the number one ranking show for the week of uh, July 2nd through July 8th, because Nielsen's about you know a month behind and they do that whole sweeps thing. Singing Bee, what the hell was that? Oh, man, you know, I think it's along the lines of um, like an America's Got Talent type thing. Oh. Uh, but you know what? To be to be quite honest, I I didn't watch it. America's Got Talent in at number two, all, both on NBC. Law and Order, SVU, CSI, CSI. So you think you can dance? Criminal Minds, Two and a Half Men, CSI, etc., etc., etc. So uh, the only thing I've been watching for the past week, Shark Week, Discovery Channel. You could, it's been out for 25 years, which is unreal. Um, but it is a uh, the the only thing that sucks about Shark Week is they're replaying things that I've seen for like the past year or two, which kind of sucks. I never found Shark Week all that compelling. Maybe it's because I'm afraid of sharks. I uh, I it's fantastic. I'm a big fan of. If I wasn't such a dude, I would go into uh, marine biology. But uh, that's that's like the standard cop out for any chick that wants to go to Arizona State University and go into marine biology, or go to uh, UCLA and go to marine biology and ends up just uh, wasted and pregnant after like two years. So uh, I'm not going to do that either. Okay. Have you been watching the Scott Bayo is 45 and single? That, that and that the Rock shows. of Love. Uh, Rock of Love is ridiculous. I, I, I do not. But, but you have to watch it, though. I don't understand. No, it's it's awful. The guy is old and fat, and uh, these chicks are the most disgusting, groupy, like, 80s, skanky chicks. They're what Brooke Hogan will be like in 10 years. Oh, God. I don't, I have people, my old, my own uh, girlfriend is like, dude, she's so cute. Brooke Hogan is a dude with boobs. That's true, she is. Uh, that can be proven. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> awful. What do you think? What is no, your... I, don't, I don't find it attractive at all. Okay. Well, uh, a number of the reality shows doing well on what uh, used to be music channels, mostly VH1. Um, Hogan Knows Best, Rock of Love, which is, uh, I've seen it a couple episodes while I was out uh, in band practice, and I just shake my head and laugh. It's awful. It's hilarious. And uh, what was the other one that you mentioned? Scott Baio is 45 and single. It's... Who cares about Scott Baio? When was his last job? Seriously. When was well, he last? he was on uh, Diagnosis Murder from 1992 to 1995. That was the last thing? Yes. Besides Charles in Charge, is the only thing he's known for? Uh, well, he was also on Happy Days. Oh, well, And yeah. then after Happy Days, there was a spinoff of Joni Loves Chachi. Right. And then after Joni Loves Chachi... He, of course, was on Charles in Charge. That ran for six seasons. Is he on Arrested Development? Yes, he was. He played Bob Blah Blah. Good call via the uh, internets. That Thanks. was actually from my mind. Wow. No, I'm saying uh, and our listeners pulled that it's up. It's because he's buddies with um, Henry Winkler, who, of course, played the Fonz on yes. Happy Days. Yes. And they all they all interchange and scissor. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. Do you know what we're talking about, Mitchell? Do you have any idea? I I stopped listening a little bit. Yeah, scissor me timbers. I got it. Anyway, uh, I can't imagine there's anybody that finds Scott Bayo like. Why would that be interesting? I mean, watching a wash. There's because plenty so of washed honest. up, washed up people looking for whatever. It's the most honest reality show I've ever seen. It's. Much different than I expected it to be. I thought it would be, quite honestly, like the Pauly Shore show, where um, 
Polly Shore was, had a show. Yeah, it was a reality show about Polly Shore, and it failed and miserably. Surprise. And it was about him trying to get back on track in terms of love and his career. And I thought it was going to be cheesy like that, but for some reason, the Scott Bayo reality show, he hires this crazy, weird life coach, and he has to do all this strange stuff like go back to the person that he had his first time with and talk to them and what? stay celibate and... Like apologize for, to all the women he cheated on. Yeah, it's basically Aww. like a 12-step program minus giving up booze. Because <laughs> he definitely doesn't do that. But, you know, it's just really honest and it's well-produced and it's funny. His friends, his his best friend is... The guy who played the brother, the older brother on The Wonder Years, that's his real-life best J- friend. Jason Newman or something like that. I don't, I don't know, know his name, no, Jason Newman is in Metallica. He used to be Metallica. There's something Newman or Newstead. No, that's Newstead. What? That, it's, I swear it's Jason Newman. It's got to be. That, that, that sounds vaguely familiar, but to anybody who, who um, you know, feels the need to watch some kind of syrupy summer programming, uh, that's a, that's a pretty good one, yeah. Scott Bale's 45 and single. Rock of Love, also a uh, big one having to do with uh, pheromones, uh, also <laughs> on uh, VH1. and um, Is that what they put in breast implants, pheromones? No, that's silicone. <laughs> uh, the uh, I have, Here's a band that uh, Poison was, uh, was very... Uh, Brett Michaels was the man for... Uh, for a number of years, when uh, the decades, uh, when it was the 80s, and uh, it was spandex and blow and big hair. Uh, so, um, isn't that now? No, it's, it's <laughs> so not now. But Oh, now we have Lycra. So in, instead, <laughs> wow, you were on tonight, Dr. Kilometer. Anyway, so any these chicks are, uh, I'm assuming, I don't even know the premise of the show, but basically what they're doing is uh, trying to... Are they going to end up it's married? Pretty much, it's pretty much Flavor of Love, just with Brett Michaels. With and Brett Michaels. Or The Bachelor, or any of those other weirdo reality shows. Why don't people understand that after every single season of one of those shows, they always they always talk about the news of how they the people went their separate ways, and it was a paid arrangement, and da-da-da-da-da. But people still watch it. I just do not understand. Is there that poor of content everywhere else on television that this makes out to be the best thing to watch? No, I don't think so. In fact, I think that you know television is beating movies right now for creativity across the board. And um, I don't know why people are drawn to this. If it's maybe the proliferation of channels, maybe it's because it's summer and this is a really weak summer for television. Like Normally you have summer stuff like... Um, Nip Tuck is on in the summer usually, and that's not on. Um, usually there's a bunch of specials on on the various networks. I just think that this is a really dry summer for television, but as a whole, you know, if you take the last couple of years, television's been really good. Uh, there is a fantastic Rock of Love Wikipedia um, oh my gosh. entry. And, uh, okay, if you were a washed-up rock star, uh, and let's be honest, Brett Michaels... Uh, and Poison Poison could probably play a fairly decent sized venue Brett Michaels yeah, probably not uh, the first episode episode one don't threaten me with a good time uh, Brett shows up on a motorcycle I, it would be at that point where I would put the gun in my mouth and be like okay I am now being uh, made an object of uh, being made fun of 
I, I don't know. I just I don't you mean know. if you were Brett Michaels? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because if you're or just if, I was one of the if you're just Brock sitting at home watching well, TV, yeah. Okay. Like yeah. and you see Brett Michaels roll up on a motorcycle and then you blow your head off, I'd yeah, be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not quite to that point yet. So anyway, uh, anything you're watching uh, there, Mitchell? That's uh, relatively worth talking about. Um, I don't know. I don't really watch TV that much. Oh, oh come on! One yeah, of those do. people. Are you actively against television? No, well, I I, know, I, I watch movies on HBO when they're on. Uh, I don't know, I guess I'm, since I don't watch TV, I don't really, I can't, I don't really have the opportunity to get into a certain show. Okay. I've heard a lot of things about Flight of the Concords, so I'm, I'm going to try to check that out. But other than that, it's just what? like, I don't know, I'm not going to watch a silly reality show. Dude, I'm checking out CNN.com. Obviously, by now, everybody knows about the Minneapolis bridge collapse. Uh, Pistons coach, 20 yards from bridge tragedy? Well, he used to be the coach of the Timberwolves, and um, I don't know where his family still lives, but that sounds really logical that his some of his family might still live around Minneapolis. Road construction put uh, Detroit Pistons coach Flip Saunders on 10th Avenue Bridge Wednesday in Minneapolis. The detour perhaps saved his life. I usually take the 35 West. Wow, that's crazy. Um, Watching the news, I didn't. Th- I, d- I didn't hear any uh, terrorist. Uh, the word, the T word yeah. used. Did you? Well, no, you I didn't. Them? No, which surprised me. I figured that would be the uh, the first thing uh, that uh, that came down. But uh, did any of you guys see the uh, Hillary getting heckled at a uh, uh, at a uh, place where she was speaking? Did you? I see don't the pay YouTube? any attention to Hillary anymore. She's she's out really? in my mind. Really, you think so? I don't see how she's electable. How do you think you think Obama is going to be uh... Obama or John Edwards? Oh, John Edwards, come on! No, I'm I'm serious. Really, you I think, think Obama, so? I think Obama is the front runner now. Me too. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I I agree because I have um, family uh, soon to be family members who are um, I would assume to be decidedly conservative, but are very impressed by Obama and his ability to speak and convey ideas. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? You know what it's funny? I heard um, this week some some politician accused Barack Obama of not being black enough, which really kind of surprised me because he's one generation removed from living in Kenya. Yeah. Like, his dad grew up in Kenya. Uh, That that reminds me of other ridiculous statements. one of my favorite people to hate on uh, talk television, he also has a talk TV show, a guy by the name of Glenn Beck. No talent dude who just goes off and spouts basically everything you hear on Fox News. Uh, he actually had the audacity to have, as you may recall from the election uh, last year, we have a uh, Muslim senator mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. He had the audacity to have that senator on his show and said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't, remembered exactly but well you know not to uh, not to uh, offend you or anything but how do i know you're not going to blow me and all of us up wow to a, se- a u.s senator wow well hey you know um you got to do what you got to do if you got a little mind right <laughs> unreal unreal the uh he's also uh, at uh, at another uh, festival this uh he's speaking at one of our radio things and uh i hope i'm not going because uh, they always get those kind of people. Rush Limbaugh usually goes, but apparently uh, he's waiting for a delivery of some oxys or something. So, 
Anyway, uh, something you want to look, uh, if you're interested in collecting things, I've been looking a lot lately uh, online, uh, specifically eBay. Um, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> stupid AOL. Uh, we were talking last week, I was looking up autographs, and there's the most ridiculous autographs on eBay, like Napoleon Bonaparte uh, and the like. You should, uh, and, and while I realize probably uh, half of them are fake, uh, movie props on eBay is oh, always cool. a super interesting thing. Right now, they had, uh, and of course we can't talk about prices, they had, uh, and these were official because you could tell the way that it was set up that they're official, like silent auction kind of things where you can't see who's bidding. They had one of the original Chewbacca full face masks from the original Star Wars movies, like 1978. Uh, almost six figures for what they wanted. Wow. Uh, they had Indiana Jones' blazer. They had Sean Connery's outfit from uh, Last Crusade. Uh, the, all sorts of stuff. If you were loaded with money, they had uh, something I almost like went and sold off all my possessions for. Um, the uh, one of the uh, black leather trench coats that uh, that uh, uh, Mister. Um, oh my God. Dylan Klebold? No, from The Crow. Uh, Brandon Lee. Oh. Brandon Lee wore in the movie. Uh, is up and it's relatively sh- cheap, a mere four-figure uh, amount. So, but you can find small things uh, from any movie from Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, very small, uh, inexpensive Why would things. You want to buy anything from that? Never mind. Oh, <laughs> those movies have huge cult followings. Yes, they do. Uh, and to own a part of the movie is, to some people, interesting. Mm-hmm. What else are you going to spend your money on? When you're like Dr. Kilometer, you work at home and live in uh, <laughs> live in splendor and uh, drive a Jaguar. Is that an XJ6 or XJ8? That's an S-type. Oh, okay. Even better. So anyway, uh, if you're interested, uh, that is a, a interesting way to waste time. Also, I keep getting requests for it. It is www.everyvideogame.com. Um, it, uh, it is the place where you can go play flash-embedded uh, any every NES console game and some arcade games. The issue is, though, that it, depending on your browser, it doesn't always work all that great, but... Uh, it is good times nonetheless. So, anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Stay tuned. It is a, a fantastic evening here at the Impact. Of course, one more time for uh, jazzlancing.com. Lansing Jazz Fest happens this weekend, starts tomorrow. If you'd like to volunteer, uh, you can hear Mitchell playing with the lanyard right now. Uh, 517-336-7285. Five. That is uh, Brenda, if you'd like to volunteer. It's uh, going down early uh, tomorrow morning. So, uh, oh, by the way, uh, at request, next gig for a good old crash landing would be a Saturday at Buddy's. So right here uh, across from uh, old Chicago. So we'll be there. Uh, I, I promise nothing, but uh, it'll be good times. Uh, coming up a little later at 10 until 2, the Hours of Power with Puke Pile uh, and the Torturer, as I recall. Uh, and then, of course, uh, two hours local music featuring... Uh, Amanda, and she's in there uh, doing things, uh, hearing classics from, uh, I heard from our buddies, The Hard Lessons. They were in Chicago last weekend playing at uh, Technicolor Kitchen, which is a fantastic joint. Oh, that's um, a check. Check that place out if you say it's so good. It is good. Uh, I think it is in Lincoln Park. I'm pretty sure, as I recall. Uh, plus, uh, all the fun stuff, impact89fm.org. Plenty of stuff. If uh, this show absolutely disgusted you, find better ones. Uh, it's all under the podcast section. Plus, all sorts of other uh, exclusive Impact content. It is all there. My name is Brock. Thanks for listening. We will be back next week with all sorts of stories. Are you coming to my gig on Saturday? Uh, no, I am going camping uh, oh, in a big right. field in a, on a Saturday. Camp camp i wish i could go because i was invited but uh, unfortunately i can't which sucks but anyway we'll talk all about it next week uh mitchell 
thank you for coming in, brother. No problem. You need to make it more uh, regular if you want to be a. Um, I don't know. If you want to be recognized in public like this guy. Well, I'm trying. I just some Thursdays I'm busy. Okay, I'm well, trying to get in. I need I, a new nickname though. The high schooler. I don't know. You still got another year of high school, right? Uh, maybe. Mitchell the senior. So there you go, Mitchell the Mitchell the senior or Miss Mitchell the high schooler still both apply. Mitchell the senior in high school. There you go. Is that better? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we're gonna uh, take a uh, one week break. We'll be right back uh, with the basement right here in Impact eighty nine FM.